You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season, we are delving into the global phenomenon of Juliantina. I'm Sheena. My pronouns are she, her. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here. Monica McCowan. My pronouns are she, her as well. And I am a lesbic author and Juliantina superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast. But uh, extremely excited to, to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. So we start right at the beginning when the two girls first kind of notice each other. Where It's actually not both of them, interestingly enough. Juliana first notices Valentina walking across the street. So Valentina is still broken up from the death of her father. She doesn't notice anything. She's kind of in her own little world. She's on her phone. Lucho is, at best, you would call it trying to console her, but more realistically telling her that she needs to come out of this funk that she's been in because her father has died. So right off the bat, like, they do a really good job of painting him as the villain that he very much is because he just doesn't get that this grief is staying with her. Absolutely. Yeah, and Juliana is, you know, spots Valentina first, but Juliana is very much into fashion, into design. Valentina is a well-dressed, model-esque woman that she sees on the street so I think a lot of us can resonate with this idea as a a younger person of seeing a woman and assuming you want to be them and I think that initially that's very much what this first scene with the two of them together is positioned as and they both have backstories before this uh this is I think episode 10 so there are 10 hours of the show before they ever even come into one another's sphere so Juliana says to her mother, no, you go ahead. And she stands and watches this fight between Valentina and Lucio. And then she follows Valentina into the park. Right. Because she's clearly upset. And their little meet cute is actually adorable. Oh, I love it. I mean, and it's... So I don't know if you've ever watched their scenes before they meet one another. Um, but they're very good to lay the groundwork for the types of people that they actually are. And this is not really in Juliana's nature. She doesn't walk up to strangers and offer to console them. She's been on the run. Her family has fled from San Antonio uh, because people are chasing them. They went through like a hurricane and natural disasters, uh, and she's made it here. And, you know, with her time, she is now consoling this poor rich girl that she has found on a park bench. So it's actually very out of character, I think, for her to be doing this. But because of that, you get that immediate sense that they were being pushed together, that there was this immediate attraction, this feeling that they couldn't not be together. Soulmates. That's what, there's a word for that, Sheena. (laughs) Soulmates. Yeah, exactly. and they, I mean, and that's, we talked about this in the intro episode, it's so intentional, this groundwork for them being together, and again, that's why it's why this story is so beautiful, because it, it's just, yeah, everything from the moment they meet is so intentional. Maybe they don't even know what they want from one another, but yeah, the, there's something pulling them together. It's so interesting, because even in this first encounter, they go on and sort of shows some of the problems that's going to come up in this relationship. Money being one of the big ones. Uh-huh. Valentina's got a lot of it. Juliana has nothing. And Juliana does not want to be the kept woman in this relationship. 
quite avidly. So there's a scene where, where Valentina now goes off and buys a burger. And right off the bat, she's kind of like uncomfortable with this dynamic. I don't know if I want you to buy me stuff. Right. Valentina in these scenes, like her chauffeur, who will become a major plot line, he's waiting in the car for her. She's just kind of dipping out of her life, like wanted to cry on a park bench. Juliana comes up and they have this interaction, but become fast friends. And again, that kind of speaks to this whole idea of soulmates. They are both having terrible times in their lives, going through really devastating things. And Valentina's boyfriend doesn't understand her. And Juliana's in this new place. She doesn't know a single person. And they find each other. And it's like this instant... Uh, at first friendship but uh, you know it, it's instant they they like each other from the very beginning and sometimes you just have people like that who you have instant chemistry with it might not be romantic chemistry always but there is there's definitely like that push and pull with certain people yeah and the actors have it as well I think that this is we'll get into this more when we get to the more like I think emotionally intense scenes but even from the very beginning they're not two people playing their own parts they're a duo going through this scene together and they read one another very well and feed off one another very well and after the fact it came out that Macarena Ataga she doesn't necessarily love to follow the script, <laughs> yes. uh, especially when it's a scene that she thinks should be pushed further. So she does that in some scenes. And Barbara Lopez always followed that and went as hard, if not harder, than she did in that. And it really just made it. It was already going to be good, but I think it made it even better. Well, the two of them actually came up with the hashtag Julia and Tina before it started airing so that they could already push that and capture that market and then they were already all over social media with photos and, and Instagram videos of them as the Julia and Tina couple. So it's very deliberate from both the actresses' sides from the beginning. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, so we're at the scene where they're having a meal together and everything was going well. They were grabbing a burger, that little stand, and Valentina just kind of runs off. And Juliana is confused. And I think you can correct me, but Valentina looks in her purse and kind of sees the flask that she's been carrying around. And this is just one of those those quick things, those initial scenes before they ever meet one another, lay the framework for what a bad position Valentina is in when she meets Juliana for the first time. Her father's died. She's been drinking. She's almost died. I don't know if you've ever seen the scene where she falls in the pool extremely drunk and has to be rescued by the chauffeur because she's so drunk she can't even swim so she is she's having a very bad time with things right now she was drinking in the park when Juliana met her that's kind of how she's masking and dulling everything and just trying to get through the day and so seeing that flask then must be kind of like a reminder to her of how what a bad place she's in but also she's kind of enjoying herself with this girl and that conflict when you're in a morning space is actually not easy to deal with right the the guilt of finding enjoyable moments in life and I yeah and we had mentioned last episode kind of the ages and I think you know Juliana is about 18 because she didn't get to finish up like her senior year in San Antonio and Valentina is in college which would put her between 18 and 20 maybe 21, but they're very young, but going through these very adult 
problems. And Valentina is obviously searching for something. She was talking to the the chauffeur in the car about how she was reading this book on transmigration, which is people switching bodies and what happens after death. So she she's searching for answers right now. So she's in a really bad place, but you also see this light in her that she wants to get through it. She wants to find something on the other side. They drove past the park and she saw Juliana selling, I think, lottery tickets. Yeah. And she asked the chauffeur to stop the car so that she could get out and go and and talk to, to Juliana. And that just, that immediate sort of, I want to be with this person. And then you discover later that actually she was on the way to something rather important <laughs> when <laughs> she took a... a, a a detour to have coffee with her new friend. Yeah, this is, it could be perceived as a very innocuous scene, but it's not. It serves so many purposes. It again highlights the economic disparity of Juliana in the park selling lottery tickets, which is a very like day-to-day type of existence where you get paid based on the tickets you sell. When also Juliana's mother wants her to be in school, but she wants to be making money for the family and she wants to be contributing. So it's that highlight again of the economic disparity and also seeing the chauffeur you wonder all that tense music. So again, if you're just coming into to the two characters meeting, there's a lot of backstory. That is Valentina's dad in Juliana's dad's body. So Valentina doesn't know that's her dad's soul. And Juliana hasn't seen that man with Valentina. So neither of them know that this is happening. So every time you hear that kind of intense background music, it's the fear that it will all come out and cause chaos. Absolutely. There's also a really nice moment where Valentina says to the chauffeur, I'll bring you back some like a pastry or something. And this is such a theme for her. She keeps giving her chauffeurs like edibles. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if edibles mean the same thing in South Africa that they do in the U.S., but they are not laced with cannabis. She's just bringing them pastries. Oh, no, no. Like, (laughs) edible. (laughs) Not that kind of edible. Like, food. (laughs) Pastries and cake and things. She likes to shower them with gifts and show her appreciation for what she... For what they do for her. Um, Even though she's been born into this life of privilege, she is always very cognizant and she's an incredibly giving person. And even though she does that also with Juliana, that's just who she is as a person. If she likes somebody, she wants to make them happy. That's, you know, she gets a lot of satisfaction out of that. So then they sit in the coffee shop and it's it's that moment in, a, in that relationship when they start discovering all these things that they have in common with one another. They're like the same designers. They have both a, a passion for fashion. They have a really good day. Then there's a scene missing in this this version where they part ways and then Juliana is is in the park looking at clothes at a like a store. And then she finds this beautiful dress, but it's too expensive for her to buy and she sees potential in it and then she purchases it. Well, then the lady, because she loves it so much, the lady actually gives it to her. Then she comes home. That's where we're at now. Her mother looks at the new dress and goes, mm, we, this must have been expensive. How much money did you make today? And there's this really tense situation between mom and daughter about money. 
because she went off and had coffee. She didn't actually manage to sell that much in terms of lottery tickets. And she comes back with a new dress. So she lies to her mother and says that she found the dress in a, in a dumpster. Because she just doesn't want to deal with... <laughs> she's a teenager. She doesn't want to deal with her mom. Doesn't want to deal with questions. I'm going to say what I, what I need to say in order to move this conversation along as fast as possible. Yeah. No, and I think, again, it's this show does such a good job of presenting it as this is a person problem. Like if it were a man, a woman, Juliana was talking about, she just doesn't want to talk to her mom about it. You know, it's going to be this whole thing and she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to explain what drew her away from selling lottery tickets. But also, you know, I think there is some confusion under there because in a couple of scenes prior, she had discovered who Valentina is. She knows that she's this very wealthy person. So not only does she like her as a friend, but they're also some from very different worlds. And I think Juliana is always, and this is, again, you said to speak to the point of disparity, Juliana is already very cognizant of their differences. She knows they come from different worlds. Uh, Valentina just doesn't care. She wants them to be friends and is willing to do anything to make it happen and we go you know to this next scene where Valentina is calling Juliana and asking if she wants to hang out because uh, that's just her world you know hey come to my mansion in this scene Valentina's housekeeper family there might be a better word to express how important Chivis is in the family but she's making Valentina breakfast and you know Juliana has to get out of the twin bed she shares with her mom to take this call Again, just highlighting the drastic difference of their lives. Also, in the meantime, Juliana has altered the dress that she got into a top and she's wearing it in the scene now when she comes to the house to meet Valentina. And this top actually becomes sort of important in the storyline because it's it becomes kind of a, a catalyst for other people getting to know that she has design talent and pushing that. Yes. For the first time, she's looking around and seeing this immense place that she has no hope of living in ever oh yeah it's it's a compound to describe it lightly guards outside and you'll see that later you know the downstairs is open with this beautiful fireplace and it's the downstairs alone is probably like four or five thousand square feet so she walks in and sees that and it's a very this is one of the the most common sets they use on the show a lot of the the action is happening here so we see the downstairs and then Valentina immediately takes Juliana up to her room to show her her room and and all of her things which is a very typical thing to do when you first you know, make a friend as a teenager. Come look at my room. This is my space. You know, this tells you about me. Look at my pictures. And then they actually get to know about each other's parents. What's interesting for me in this thing is Valentina's super honest about her folks both being dead. And she talks about her mother's passing. And Juliana lies to her ultimately in telling her what happened to her father. Yeah. We've met Juliana just for a little while and, and she's told two lies to important people already. And it's all with this whole thing of like, I actually don't want to get into this conversation. I'm going to try and avoid it. Yeah, no, I definitely think that it's a way for her to 
protect herself. She's never intentionally trying to hurt people by doing these things. She's trying to protect them and protect herself. And the idea of telling this new friend that she's met kind of everything going on with her family right now. And also, it's just, it's an insane story. Her dad was electrocuted and then came back to life and said he was somebody else. And then they got caught in a natural disaster and fled. Like, that's... I would not. I'm a very honest person, kind of to the point of fault. I love telling people things. Um, and, I, you know, even I might rein that in or present it in a different way. So I think that is very, very fair. It also shows that how they've grown up so differently. Valentina's never had to be that protective of herself. And she pushes. She's She's quite... She's often the person initiating and instigating and pushing for, for things to move where she wants them to go. Whereas Juliana is very much like the, the whoa, whoa, like she protects herself a lot more than Valentina does. Yeah. I think you can make the argument. I very much think that Juliana realizes like the depth of her attraction to Valentina first. I think she realizes that it's more than just a friendship type thing, but you are absolutely right. Valentina pushes things because she doesn't really understand the implication of them. She doesn't know what she's asking when she asks it. She's just following her heart, which is one of her greatest qualities and leads to a lot of really important things that I'm glad happened. But I think her her bravery is also a little bit because she doesn't get how how important these things are that she's asking of Juliana. She's the coddled rich girl who's never had anybody say no to her. So why would Juliana say no to her? Right. Why would people react badly? Whereas Juliana's had this whole, and we've just seen now the, the flashback to some of the, is this, is this a flashback or is this Chibi having like a psychic moment? Psychic moment. And this sets the framework for why Chibi doesn't really like Juliana. Because she knows that Juliana comes with baggage and she knows that it's a Juliana is essentially like a dangerous person for Valentina to be around. So that's where some of that initial resistance comes from. And you'll see it later when the houses and all of that stuff comes up. I don't want to ruin it if people are listening along for the first time. But yeah, that is actually Tavis having a moment. But now we're on to pool scenes. The first pool scene. <laughs> this is this exciting. So. Excite you. you seem very excited <laughs> by this pool scene. <laughs> well it's in terms of motifs it's a very very important motif across the show they come back to the pool again and again and again and it's it's a way that they can both let down their guard with one another and I think that again just the reason why this show did such a great job is we've all kind of had those moments where you want to be in situations where things are more okay than they maybe otherwise would be. So holding your friend the way they were holding one another in a pool right now, that's not, that doesn't come up organically a lot in life. That's true. But being in a pool swimming together, like, you know, Valentina was holding her. And it was completely normal because of the context of what they were doing. So I think that they were both just able to get lost in the moment a little bit. But you can talk about the next part because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so then the boys arrive and 
immediately the girls separate. The, Valentina goes off to talk to Lucio and as you see them, she looks very unhappy. She's got her arms crossed over her body and he's standing there and he's got his hand out and he looks like he's kind of berating her about something. Sergio immediately heads for Juliana. She's this gorgeous girl and he starts talking to her. She looks less than interested. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that in the beginning, this Sergio is an opportunist for sure. But also I think a lot of his life is just kind of walking away when Valentina and Lucho are fighting. I think that's second nature to him. He would have gone over and sat on those chairs, whether Juliana was there or not. It's just a great bonus. And the fact that there's a pretty girl there. He's going to chat her up. I'll say this once. I really struggle because love Lucho's fashion sense. Hate Lucho. (laughs) But... The boots and like the tighter jeans and the button down, like that is my aesthetic right there. And I just wish it was anybody else on the show wearing it. That's a little side fun fact, but. It's funny. I actually, I think Lucio was a great character because he, he's redeemed in the end. And for a character as nasty as him to get the redemption he got, I thought that was kind of cool. I have slightly different feelings on it. But we, yeah, we can definitely talk about it when we get there. But all that led up to the redemption, I think, I don't know if it made it worth it for me. But now they, they've they sent the boys away because Valentina's mad again. She and Lucho are always fighting. That is the hallmark of their relationship. Uh, Sergio's going to bring it up to Juliana. Like, that's what they do. They fight and they break up and they get back together. But they go to... Valentina's room and Valentina gives Juliana a necklace so she's now given Juliana multiple things taking her out to lunch she gives her this necklace for no reason except she sees it and wants to give it to her so now Juliana wants to reciprocate with what little she has so so she gives her the top which she amended from the dress like she made this top and they have such a sweet moment and there's a lot of eye contact and there's a lot of giggling and there's a lot of touching and it's a very sweet beautifully lit moment yeah i love all of the scenes that they have in valentina's bedroom because it's just them kind of away from prying eyes and they get to have these very sweet organic moments so juliana is given the necklace, she gives Valentina the shirt that she made, and then Valentina gives her another dress so that she has something to wear away from the house. And this becomes a recurring theme of their friendship. Like, from the very beginning, they're in each other's clothing all the time. More so Juliana wearing Valentina's clothing. But it, it, it's a constant thing that that is always going on in the show. And it, it creates a catalyst for asking questions because we just saw the scene where um, Lupita, who is Juliana's mom, is asking where she got that dress or what she's wearing. So she has to come clean a little bit in a way that she may have otherwise skirted. And uh, Lupita, you can see, is starting to get a little like concerned. What is this this other girl up to? So she actually says invite your friend over I want to meet her absolutely and then on the television scene it was a a very quick scene but this leads to Juliana calling 
that she saw on the news that it's going to get very complicated with people, but that Valentina's stepmom has been kidnapped. Another recurring theme in the show is kidnapping. So that's a, a huge driver of, of many of these situations that we are going to see. So this is the first time that they've spoken on the phone. Uh, no, it's not. It's the second time they've spoken on the phone. It's the first time they've had a meaningful conversation on the phone. And Valentina actually moves away from Lucio to have this conversation. And if that's not telling, yeah, and this, and I don't know what is. This show is shot extremely well, in my opinion. In this scene, Valentina's in the foreground having the conversation. That's the focus. And Lucho's literally in the background as a blurry, almost non-entity to just further express how irrelevant he is in in Valentina's life, or to kind of put it another way, when Valentina is talking to Juliana, everything else just kind of melts into the background. And then he actually expresses, you know, I'm here for you if you need anything, and she just wants him to go away. <laughs> she keeps right. trying to pull away from him. And he's trying to actually be really sweet about the whole thing, and she's just not interested. And then later that night, she's she can't sleep, and so she picks up her phone, and she's going to phone Lucio. She puts Lucio's name into her phone to, and then she changes her mind and decides actually I've got somebody else I'd like to talk to. Yeah and I think this is the first time where she has chosen one over the other and while there is nothing romantic in their you know because it's just a friendship at this point they are very much for the viewers. And, you know, remember, this is primarily a Latin American Mexican audience watching this show. Uh, there's not a lot of LGBTQ visibility. So they are very much setting up Juliana as this foil. Uh, you know, if, if she was another gender and Valentina called her instead, everybody would be like, oh, this is on Love Triangle. So they are doing it without being pushy about it, but they are they're laying the groundwork so well for the evolution of their relationship, in my opinion, and that it has always been more than just platonic, because when confronted with calling your partner or your best friend at the time, you can't see my air quotes because this is a podcast, um, <laughs> that, you know, she is very clearly making a choice. And despite it being the middle of the night, Juliana picks up the phone, answers the phone, tells a story about her childhood to help Valentina fall asleep. Yeah, which is just so sweet. And, you know, Valentina has been given everything in the world uh, financially and in terms of security. But again, this is going to become a recurring theme for her. She doesn't have a lot of people that just love and listen. Her father uh, was always too busy and her sister is now focused on running the media empire. Guille, her brother, loves her and they have a wonderful relationship on this show. And he will listen to her. But I think she's felt very alone for a long time. And the idea of just having this very good friend who wants to support her. I think that is initially what she is leaning into in this relationship. It's also interesting for me how they'll both kind of move away from other people when they're talking to each other like we don't want the other the distractions because the next morning they wake up and there's a theme with valentina and food in this show she's always with food 
Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> she's having breakfast and she gets a text message from Juliana and who's just checking in to make sure she's okay. Yeah, and I think, you know, very much I think it could just be because that's a room she hangs out in a lot and they talk in the morning. You can say, you know, it's the first thing they both want to do with their day. But again, it's it's such an opposition, you know, that Valentina is in a kitchen filled with food, eating breakfast. They have these lavish breakfasts when the family's over and, you know, Juliana isn't really doing that. They may have like a sit down dinner or something like that. But again, it just it highlights this difference in their lives. Oh, completely. Because Juliana is standing in like a alleyway or something. Yeah, out into the hallway of their of the room she shares with her mother. So in this scene, they had made plans to hang out today. And Valentina was extremely excited. Uh, they both were. But unfortunately, as she's leaving the house, she runs into her sister, who will become a much larger part of the show and things really come to a head. But right now, they don't have a lot of scenes together. They had a few before Juliana and Valentina met. But the the whole point of this episode is, or this part, is Ava says, you cannot go out. You have to stay in. Your stepmother has been kidnapped. You're staying. You're not going out to meet anybody. I don't care what it is. So Valentina is asking Juliana to come over when in a sweet gesture or what should be, you know, if you're into your partner, you should be excited about Lucho comes over to surprise her. And gives her a kiss and she visibly flinches away from him and looks unhappy. She was smiling when she was texting. Then he arrives and now she looks very unhappy about this. (laughs) Shame. Yeah. If looks could kill in this scene, she is so obviously annoyed that he is here. Um, She's saying, I made plans with a friend um, and, you know, asks, uh, Sergio asks who it, or I'm sorry, Lucho asks who it is. uh, And then, you know, Lucho's like, oh, I'll invite Sergio over. He, He thought she was cute or he likes her. So it very quickly spirals and becomes this almost double date type situation. And you can just see Valentina is holding her hand over her mouth. She's like blinking rapidly, kind of rolling her eyes. She does not want this to happen, but there's no, there's nothing that she can really say to get out of it, you know? She doesn't know why she's so mad that this is happening, but she does not want this to be a thing that's happening. And then Juliana eventually arrives. She had to take three buses to get there. Sweet little angel. Which is a whole other thing because last time Valentina sent a driver for her. But because Valentina asked her to come, she came. Even though the driver didn't, like there was no driver, she came. She took three buses that probably cost a little more than she could afford. Yeah. Certainly time And she's wearing some makeup. Oh, yes. Good spotting. She is a little bit more dressed up. So she's wearing like a a cute little skirt and she has makeup on. And obviously the the boys probably think that she knew that, you know, they were going to be there and maybe that's why. And again, it's just this idea that whenever the four of them are together, they are expected to partner off, even though Valentina and Juliana are the friends, you know, Sergio immediately is like, hey, do you want to come to the kitchen with me? And we're going to do this thing together. And we're going to leave 
Valentina and Lucho alone. And that's kind of a recurring theme. And I think that Valentina specifically did not tell Juliana that they were coming. And this was the thing because she was worried on some level that she wouldn't come. And I think, you know, Valentina did her a little dirty on taking that choice away from her. Um, (laughs) But soulmates would be nothing if not a little struggle to get them where they are. And she just really wanted Juliana to come over. And they end up making this weird butter, peanut butter sort of mixture thing that they pour over this popcorn, her and Sergio. And I'm just like, this looks hideous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ch- the the best person in this scene is Chivis being like, do not mess up my kitchen because they're idiot teenagers with popcorn, butter, and peanut butter, which is like the messiest thing in the world. You know, and I think... Juliana knows how to clean up after herself given the life she's had uh, but Sergio yeah he just kind of expects to come in and he's they've all been friends since they were kids so he just comes in and use the ki- uses the kitchen and leaves the dishes and leaves. Yeah she was giving them a, a serious side eye which was hilarious and then we go on to to a scene where we now what's happening in the lounge or the tv room there's another fight happening with Valentina and her boyfriend this time about a movie and he says something and I think I honestly don't know if it was worth the reaction he got but it was a good excuse for her to leave him and take Juliana into another room oh my god it's the (laughs) perfect example of finding even the most innocuous moment to start a fight um and I also so two really important things about this scene um the first of which is you know we know that Valentina is smart and that she has some ideas going on in her head but this is a really good juxtaposition of Lucho just wanting to watch some like action movie and then making fun of her for wanting to watch a little bit more of a highbrow art film and she says it's contemplative and I don't think that you would really expect this from the girl in the next scene who's taking tequila shots that is really what she wants. She's very cerebral. She thinks about a lot. She, even though she loves openly and unabashedly, there there's a lot going on in her mind that she's trying to work through right now. And Lucho, I think, would just prefer for his, her to just be a pretty partner for him to trot out like a, a show pony, really. And that, you know, among all of many of their problems is just another really big one. So she sees the chance to get out of the situation and she takes it and whisks Juliana away back to the safety of her bedroom under this guise of a fight, leaving the two guys in the living room together to watch whatever movie they want. And if she was truly unhappy, I mean, she looked very happy by the time they got to the bedroom. Yep. Takes a couple of vodka shots, which is a recurring theme and will become important. Or I'm sorry, tequila shots, uh, recurring theme and will become important later. But that's how she de-stresses. She just takes a couple shots. I get the feeling that's a very learned thing from her circle. And then she, then they start talking about sex. And it turns out that Valentina's experimented a lot and Juliana has never had sex. Yeah, and it, it comes up pretty organically, you know, but I obviously think that Valentina is very curious, more so than Juliana is, because I think when you're less experienced, you don't want to start the conversation, because then you might have to admit that. But Valentina, you know, having a boyfriend and having had a lot more experience feels just comfortable kind of bringing that up and asking. But the really, really important thing is she says, 
that she doesn't believe in love and she's never loved any of these guys. Yeah. So, you know, sex is one thing and she's done that, whatever. Um, but she does not love them. She also um, doesn't seem to enjoy sex much. No. Yeah, they do. Without it being, you know, overt and pushy, they do a great job because she talks about her feelings on the situations. But everything about her screams, you know, I have been conditioned into heteronormativity and I am a young, attractive, wealthy woman in a very high social status. And I am with a partner that is commiserate in all of those things, but the male counterpart to me and something is missing for me but this is what you do so this is what I'm doing absolutely and she's also wants to experience things and wants to live her life and there's no barriers for her she has never been in dangerous situations or things that would you know stop her from being the adventurous soul that she is and then the girls get interrupted with news that the stepmom has returned home safely. And Valentina leaves the room. I think this is one of those situations where I feel like a bad person because you're like, oh, thank God, Lucy is safe, but where could this scene have gone? And obviously that's the writer's intention to not give too much too soon. But you do feel a little bit of sadness. You, you feel anger that Lucho comes in the room when they're having this great conversation and great moment. But it was it was a very well done scene, uh, given how frustrating it is to the lesbian viewership. Remember, in these scenes, you still don't know that they're really going to be together. And for myself, I didn't start watching the live episodes until around episode 40, until after the first kiss, when it really did happen, because I couldn't really go through it being clickbaity and not a true relationship. So once they had their first kiss, I was invested. I was like, it could implode, but they made it a thing and I'm here for it. But at this point, it's all just subtext and building up of this kind of nuanced uh, and growing friendship slash relationship between them. I don't think that I'm seeing this just because I'm completely in love with them as a couple, but there is some serious chemistry on screen when they're doing the scene that that we just watched. like. They're looking at each other in this intense way. There's sparks are flying. And like there's definitely something between them at this point already. Yeah. The chemistry the on-screen chemistry between these two is phenomenal. And it's it's not always the case because even if you get it's it's not even just them being beautiful or being good actresses or whatever it is. I've I've watched legit lesbian content where there was zero chemistry. You may as well have had chemistry with two cardboard boxes. <laughs> no I I agree with that they they both do a wonderful job and again I think it's we see it if you're a queer person you absolutely see it but you know this is happening on other major shows right now where two leads have such great chemistry and they won't 
put them together, cough, cough, Supergirl. Um, so, you know, it, it's possible. You can make the argument either way that it is so obvious and so needs to happen. But, you know, as a, as a fandom and as a group of people, we've very much been burned in the past on things. I couldn't, even with seeing it, still couldn't get my hopes up and go all in until I knew that it was canon for their relationship. And then it becomes so much more than I ever could have hoped for. But we will get there. Completely. So as Lucy arrives home, Valentina rushes outside. The chauffeur is there and she's talking to him and right outside the front door. Juliana comes out and she's about to come out the front door, in which case she would have seen that this is like her father. Right. The chauffeur. So there's this buildup of tension at this point. And then she gets called away by Sergio. She's like literally has her hand on the door about to open it, Sergio says, hey, leave that, that's a family matter, come with me. So this is once again, the thing you were saying, where he's used to just... I never caught that. Yes. Yeah. I have, in all the time, I think because I so hate them hanging out together, I kind of just, when I rewatch, I skip this scene. <laughs> Sergio's not a bad dude. I mean, as far, like, he's an arrogant person, and he's got his own faults, but I don't think he's a he's a terrible guy. Yeah, I mean, it's very in later episodes, it's very divisive. It was a very divisive thing on the fandom. If you were bopping around Tumblr at the time that this was all happening, it, the fandom was very, very split on on Sergio as a person. But but yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that that happened. And I think, again, it speaks to the the intricateness of this show that you're kind of like you want them to be together but by Sergio co-opting her attention, um, even though it was kind of like a little dig, like this is a family matter, it kept things from imploding. Yes. And if things imploded, you know, things would have gotten worse, probably not better, because Juliana would have had a freak out and been like, you're, you're my dad, and ever, it would have been crazy. You know, you just, th that couldn't happen this soon. No, because they haven't established their romance yet, and so it probably would not have done good things for them. Right, absolutely. So now Sergio is taking Juliana home, and she doesn't <laughs> want to tell him where she lives. But in the in the car, she's feeling bad because she didn't tell Valentina she was leaving, and he's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. The very rich folks only remember you when they're bored." This gives me the sense that he's not quite as wealthy as the others, but he sort of hangs around in the background with them because he they've obviously got money, but maybe not as much money. Yeah, I mean, I think at the beginning of the show, it's positioned that uh, Valentina's father is one of the wealthiest men in Mexico, if not in the world. So they just, they are absolutely loaded. So yeah, I, I think the, the idea is that they all went to like the private schools together growing up, but there are degrees of difference between their wealth. And I think he's trying to subtly undermine Juliana's friendship and that's you know it's not overt and you can also make the argument that it's even worse because of that because what he is saying is true but Valentina has given Juliana no reason to believe that she's not a good friend or she's not trustworthy you know it's it's kind of Sergio putting these ideas in her head even though she's thinking them already he's doubling down on that I don't know if he's necessarily trying to be subversive 
with her or he's just a little bit, you know, over the whole very rich people using you when they want entertainment but ignoring the fact that you're alive when you need something. I, I think it might just be his own jaded perspective of the matter. I don't think he's necessarily trying to undermine anything with Valentina. He doesn't seem to be upset that Juliana and Valentina are friends. I think Lucio is much more upset about that. Sergio seems fine. Sergio's always trying to like hang out with Juliana. I just I think he's kind of always looking for an angle and while what he says may be true, I don't think he's saying that deep down to be helpful to her. So interesting cuz I don't necessarily agree with you but okay. <laughs> yeah. No and yeah, I don't think we should spend our time debating Sergio and there are so many other more important things going on, but I do give a, a lot of credit to the fact that he's only a peripheral character in this whole show. And I care that much about him, whether it's love or hate. I think it's just a, a, a testament to how well-rounded all of these characters are. Absolutely. Now we see a little bit later in the day and Juliana's very upset and she gets a phone call. And it's Valentina phoning saying, hey, where did you go? And I think that this is a big moment because Juliana was feeling a little bit down on herself after, you know, Sergio's comments and just kind of leaving. And I... Last thing I'll say about it. He did it twice. He said it at the house. He said, this is a family matter. Very clearly saying, like, you're not family. And then he said, this is what rich people do. So he's already kind of, he's trying to, like, chip away at the foundation that they built. So she's obviously upset by it. Whether she knows why she's upset, because nothing he said was untrue. Um, she's upset by it, but it's really sweet because Valentina, even in the midst of everything that's going on, takes the time to call her and wants to know why she left because her presence was missed. Another important thing that happens during this conversation is Valentina asks if Juliana likes Sergio in that way and Juliana draws the line and says absolutely not. And um, rather than trying to push that or or even uh, succumbing to Sergio asking for Juliana's number later, Valentina's pretty much like, okay, cool. I hear you. I'm listening. Here's another pastry moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Valentina comes outside after the phone call because she wants something. Yeah. She asks the other chauffeur if he remembers where... Alirio. That's right. He's such a sweetheart, Shem where he picked up Juliana previously. And so she offers him, what is this? Uh, I think it's um, apple cake or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and here's, he would do it. So that's the thing. This is just another facet of Valentina's personality. Like it is his job to drive the family safely where they need to go. He would obviously do it, but she wants it to be more of like a rest reciprocal thing you know she wants him to want to do it and she's kind of buttering him up like she's a little kid trying to get away with something even though that's absolutely not the case <laughs> and then she arrives we uh, at juliana's place with a big cake or whole pie, pie thing a big apple pie god they're so cute and juliana's so surprised She's just, she's so surprised that she's there. It's just the sweetest. It is. And the message is just like, your problems are also important to me, you know? And it's just so cute. 
And they they had a really good laugh about the differences in their lives right there because Juliana says, did you come on your own? And Valentina says, yes. And then she says, with a driver and a bodyguard. And they laugh about it because they've kind of, you know, it it means a lot that Valentina is there, I think, to Juliana. And that is, she's just, she's a little bit more starting to accept the realities of their lives. And she went from a very low point today on their friendship because of what other people, and this is going to be a recurring theme, other people telling her that she's not good enough to be in Valentina's life to how she feels when Valentina shows up and tells and shows her that that is absolutely not true. And then there's this uh, woman who owns this place the the apartment yeah they run they run a room from her and i think she's a little bit of a side character thrown in for comedic effect i don't think that she in any of the episodes i saw she didn't have her own plot any of the full episodes but she's you know she knows who valentina is and this is the first time they're kind of confronted with valentina's celebrity in the midst of their normal lives and what's lovely for me is this is also the first time that Juliana's mother is meeting Valentina. Mm-hmm. And she actually sticks up to this other crazy woman and says, listen, can you just not? Because she's talking about like Valentina's dad's death and how she had a migraine and therefore she's so connected to the family and she's just making a real pain of herself. Yeah. I Lupe is such a complex character. I still have not fully decided how I feel about her because... Her, like, whole plot is she falls in love with a man who she knew previously who's married, and he basically just, like, leaves her kids and goes and starts being with Lupe and stuff. So she's already not leading, quote-unquote, like, the best life. Um, And sometimes she can be supportive, and sometimes she can be really judgmental, and she's very complex, a little bit all over the place with how she reacts to things. I kind of like that about her, though, because it feels more real to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because people are not super simple about how they react to big things, you know? Yep. But then they having the, the initial meeting, and it comes out that she didn't actually tell Valentina the truth about her father. Mm-hmm. And there's a big fight then between Lupe and Juliana. And I think that's where we'll end today's episode because then we hit the university and that kind of thing. Is there more you want to say about this initial bit? I mean, there's always more I can say, but I think it will come out organically uh, as we're continuing to watch the episodes. So that was the first hour of Julia and Tina. So we got to see their meet cute. We got to see some of the background influences happening. I see what you mean about Sergio. I'll see as we go if I agree with you or not. Uh, Lupe met Valentina for the first time these are very important moments in the plot because these are very influential things for the the characters down the line yeah and they are laying a very important framework for what's to come and I think it's a lot easier and you know as a writer this is something you always try and do you want to make all of your characters as interconnected as possible so that they can have conversations about each other Uh, and that it's a little bit stickier if something goes wrong to just like extricate yourself you know you can't you can't ghost out of a situation kind of if everybody knows 
one another and it's more complicated. So they're doing a really good job of connecting all of the characters to one another. And I, you know, I do think at this point it would still be easy for uh, Juliana to just kind of fall out of everything because Valentina is her really strong tether. But it's very clear in all of this already that Valentina, for whatever reason, wants Juliana in her life and is doing everything she can to show her that, to make her a part of it, to ingrain her in her world as much as she possibly can. And Juliana, on the flip side, is unsure. Like, she really wants to. She feels this this want to be with Valentina. But there's so many other things pulling at her that I'm not convinced that if Valentina at this point had stopped pushing, that she would have continued to pursue the relationship. Absolutely. And I think this is very importantly where the idea of kind of soulmates and them being thrown together becomes important because their first meetings were just, I mean, Mexico City is a very large city, millions and millions of people, and they've now run into one another multiple times. That's just not necessarily like a normal thing to happen to people. Uh, So I think that you could also make the argument that even if they did try and get away from each other, fate would continue to throw them together, which is one of the beautiful parts of the show. Nice. And I think that's a beautiful note to end on our first episode. So Monica, thank you very much for joining me today and taking the time to talk us through this very cute first part of the, the season. Yeah, no, thank you. I love it. Um, I'm excited for where this is going to go. You're listening to Lesbians on Screen. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, can you tell listeners where they can find you online? Very socially active online. Uh, Just depends on what channel. Uh, So Twitter is my jam if you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that I will communicate back so it's at Monica McCallan and that's on Twitter I do have a Facebook fan page and I have a website www.monicamccallan.com but for sure if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff Twitter is where you can find me thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Julian Tina. If you love this podcast, then rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.